it is time for an ARC encounter. Find out what I mean on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and I'm coming to you on location uh, in northern Kentucky from the Ark Encounter. Actually, I'm standing here in the parking lot outside of the Ark Encounter. Uh, this is a, a Christian uh, theme park, basically dedicated to the Ark Encounter um, and dedicated to uh, a full-sized replica of Noah's Ark. It is an architectural wonder, and uh, it was a truly amazing experience. Yesterday, we actually went to the Creation Museum, which is about 30 miles from here, and, and learned about uh, the biblical aspect of Genesis, especially the first 11 chapters of Genesis. And then we today, we came to the Ark Encounter, which is a full-size replica. If you look and you're watching on YouTube, right over my left shoulder is actually the full-size replica of Noah's Ark. And we can walk through it, three decks uh, full of interactive uh, displays, uh, as well as representation of most likely what the ark was like and the animals, that, animals and Noah's family that was on the ark. And we're going to provide some uh, B-roll film from my daughter that she took here as well to give you more of a feel while I'm talking and while I'm interviewing uh, to see exactly what this encounter is like. But right now I'm in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm standing out here in the parking lot. So if you hear trucks and RVs going by, uh, it's because that's where I'm standing. And it's my pleasure to uh, just bring this experience somewhat to you and talk about the importance, the critical importance of the first 11 chapters of Genesis. See, the church today, unfortunately, is compromising or has compromised its views on even the first 11 chapters of Genesis, which is scripture. And if you undermine those, or if you take the position like, uh, you know what, I guess it doesn't really matter. Well, then it actually undermines everything that is built upon it, including, and maybe most importantly, Jesus Christ himself and the reason he came and died. Is it important? It's critically important, and critically important that we take it at text value. Uh, the things that, you know, the God didn't actually create and write scripture to confuse us. He gave it to us to inspire us. And so I have been inspired in the last couple days. I've gone full tourist. I got the Fearfully and Wonderfully Made shirt on. I got the Ark Encounter baseball hat on. I don't, I don't have sandals with socks. I'm not that geeky, but, um, but I've gone full tourist on it because this place always inspires me and, and challenges me to challenge you on this podcast about the importance of trusting the Bible. You know, even the atheists understand the importance that we ought to place on Scripture and the absoluteness of his word and the truth that lies in Scripture. They even get it. In fact, I had my wife take a picture of this quote. Um, this is by uh, Frank uh, Zindler, who is a renowned atheist and speaks about it. And this is what he says. 
If there was never an original sin, then there is no need for salvation. If there's no need of salvation, there is no need of a Savior. And I submit, that puts Jesus, historical or otherwise, into the ranks of the unemployed. I think that evolution is absolutely the death knell of Christianity. Well, he agrees with Ken Ham, the founder of Answers in Genesis, because he feels the same way. And so he has actually created a place where we can actually learn, not just about Scripture, but about the science that actually lines up with Scripture itself. And my friends, I've said this over and over again, and I'm going to say this again on this podcast. The biggest challenge, or I guess the biggest hurdle that I see uh, that's taking place right now in um, the church today is that there is a feel or a sense that there is a hurdle that needs to be overcome by Christianity in regards to science. That science has absolutely proven that evolution is the way that we are all here and have existed. And my friends, the simple message that I have for you, the simple message that the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter has for you is that there is no burden. The Bible lines up perfectly and scientifically with the things that we say and the things that we see here on this earth. This isn't fairy tale stuff. This isn't voodoo. This isn't pie in the sky. This isn't, uh, you know, people that are weak-minded and need a crutch. This is real science that actually proves the Bible. (laughs) Proves that the Bible is true, and it proves that we can read the first 11 chapters of Genesis, and we can trust it, and we can take it to the bank. That's a very simple message, and I encourage you and challenge you to come to the Cincinnati area in northern Kentucky and check out these two places. Lean into them. Your faith will be secured in what you believe. It's critically, critically important. And that's what I want to convey. I'm going to interview my family, just ask them a few questions about what they learned because I believe it's important that the next generation hears it as well. Ken Ham and his colleagues uh, released a couple lectures while we were here and, and released the statistics on young people leaving the church today. And they said, they asked them, when did you start doubting the Bible? And the leaders and the lecturers said, we all thought that would be sort of in the universities because the universities are so toxic. They're so toxic towards Christianity and the things of the Bible. But surprisingly, or maybe unsurprisingly, the answer was when they first started hearing about evolution. My friends, evolution is an enemy, and it is, it is absolutely voodoo science. It is absolutely fairy tale stuff. And I can say that with, with a ton of security as a scientist, as a medical doctor. I'm not crazy. I'm not, I'm not uh, delusional. But there has been nothing proven in the evolutionary world, in fact, I will make this statement, I will make it boldly. It takes way more faith to believe in evolution than it ever would to believe in creation and a loving creator. That's the facts. So I'm going to pause the video now and ask some family members to join me, and I'm going to give them a little bit of an interview in the remainder part of my time. Okay, I am joined now by my wife, Amy, and I'm going to ask you just some general questions first, and then I'll just hear what's on your heart about this. But the first question is, is what was your favorite part of our last two days' experiences here? I think my favorite part was watching my kids 
just really lean in to what was being taught and seeing which parts made certain children linger a little bit where we'd all moved on to, from a display and one of them would just still be in there soaking it up and taking particular interest in certain things. Yeah. Do you feel like you learned anything new in the last couple of days? <laughs> learned anything new? I should have been thinking about these questions. Um, I think that it was really cool to walk through the arc and just see the ingenuity that would have been possible to execute having 6,000 animals on an arc yeah. in that confined space for a year and taking care of their practical everyday needs. And the things that they're displaying in the arc aren't like, this isn't in the Bible, like how they took care of the, you know, the stuff, but they are plausible, realistic ways. And it, that was really interesting to me because I guess I never thought about what they did with 6,000 animals urine. Is that, can I say that on, can I say that online? But I, it, I never thought about that. And so that was kind of eye-opening for me. Well, and I think other kids are going to say this too, but just the enormity uh, of just seeing the ark is such a testament to God. It's such a testament to the, the um, I don't know, the longevity of his faith, yeah. of Noah saying, okay, I'm not giving up. This yeah. is crazy. Um, but this wasn't just, you know, a couple weeks kind of thing. This was faith over decades. Yeah. And, and you see the enormity of it. You see truly the hand of God in that as well. Yeah. Um, so what are you holding? I just have some books that we got and I just I I uh, as a as a mom as a homeschool mom but just as a mom in general it's one of my passions to make sure that I instill in my kids a biblical worldview. I I have this opportunity the first 18 years of their life to really make sure they're rooted and grounded in the word and and what the word says and there are so many things that are going to come at my kids and already have that are speaking contrary to the Bible and what his word says and so pre-arming them uh, with other thoughts with biblical thoughts is super important so like these are just some of the books I picked up um, to go through this next year with my kids kind of slow and steady you don't have to sit down and commit five hours to going through a book um, but it is something that every I always have a worldview book going with my kids always something that's we're in the middle of that we can easily pick up and read for 10 minutes. And I don't have to teach and teach and teach extensively on worldview, but over time, as I just slow and steady uh, read to them, strategic resources, and they have so many, so many of them at Answers in Genesis that are excellent, I just can't recommend them to you enough. And of course, they have a website, Answers in Genesis. Yep. And, and really, I recommend every single one of them. There isn't anything that, that in my heart or theologically that I really depart um, from them, especially in the teaching of science um, and, and, and what they are, are bringing out. Um, one thing, I, Amy, I was just saying that we that I learned and really was impacted by was just the importance of worldview, the importance of this and taking the first 11 chapters of Genesis yeah. like seriously and that it's not a fairy tale. And uh, so if somebody came up to you and said, well, it's just not that important, like it's just not that big a deal. All that really matters is Jesus and that he died for our sins. Yeah. Um, how would you respond to that? I'm putting you on the spot, but how, how would you how would you how would you respond to that quickly in an elevator? Um, why would you tell them that it's important? 
If you question one part of the scripture, it opens you up to the possibility of questioning it at all. And you might not think about that. Like, but if you place the the doubt in your family, like that the first 11 chapters are maybe just allegorical or something else, then what is to keep our kids from taking it one step farther and saying that the cross was allegorical or that we don't have to take the rest of scripture literally? We have to take the whole book, literally. It's the inspired word of God. Does that answer the question? If, if we question uh, the Red Sea, if we if we question an axe head floating, if yeah. we question, then why why would it not have us question uh, eyes being opened, Jesus being raised mm-hmm. from the dead, um, any of those miraculous things, or even our own hearts transforming? Yeah. I mean, these are all miracles that we see and we yeah. believe and is the foundation of our faith. Yeah. And so this is not... This is not beyond that. It's not beyond the scope of obviously a loving creator, God. And so it's such a it's such a blessing to be inspired by that. Um, but. I, I just think, too, that logic and things that can be proved have taken precedent in our society where actually the word of God should reign supreme and and his spoken word, the things that he's speaking to us. Sometimes he tells us to do things that logically don't make sense. Noah being one of the biggest examples of that. But there have been so many times in our our life, in our journey, where he's spoken to us, and it hasn't been mind and rational reasoning that has gotten us on the right path. It's been obedience to the Word of God. However, everyday high school teachers are telling us stuff that doesn't make any sense (laughs) and actually has no rational basis behind it either. And so, like I said, it takes way more faith to believe an evolutionary long earth view um, that it would ever to ever um, take to believe in a loving creator God. It's just the facts. And so that's, that's the case. Thank you, sweetheart. You did a wonderful job. (laughs) Thank you. All right. I'm going to pause one more time and grab one of my children. Okay, now I'm here with my son, Silas. Silas, how old are you these days? Uh, 13. Silas is 13, and uh, enjoy the last couple days. I just wanted to ask you, Silas, uh, what were some of the highlights? What were some of the favorite parts that you experienced here the last couple days at the Creation Museum and at the Ark Encounter? Um, My favorite part at the Ark Encounter was probably the virtual reality thing. That was pretty cool. So explain that a little bit. So there, we, we sat down in a virtual reality theater, uh, four people across, and we put on the virtual reality masks, and uh, it was crazy. It really, it really transported you to a different world. Can you explain a little bit about what they showed us? Yeah. So it was like uh, you're obviously in the seat, and you're in like this time traveler pod, and you went back in time to actually like what they you know thought what happened, like the flood. And so, like, all, like, the ground bursting, all the dinosaurs coming in and all the animals. So it was pretty cool about that. And, like, uh, um, different things happened along the way. That was kind of scary, so it was fun. <laughs> it actually was kind of intense. <laughs> it was fun. What about the Creation Museum? Um, anything you learned or highlights uh, from that day that you can remember? Uh, my favorite, like, exhibit was the Seven Seas. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, so. How many How many do you think you and I can name? I can name all seven of them. He can name all seven. So they, they, they organized the museum based based on history, and they all start with the letter C. Um, and so let's see how Silas does. Can you start from the beginning? Yeah. Uh, creation, uh, corruption, uh, catastrophe, confusion, Christ, cross, and... Con- 
what's that? I can't consummation. consummation that one. Yeah, that's very impressive. That's very good. So they organized the whole museum based on that transporting through history and the major events that took place, which most of them took place in the book of Genesis. In Genesis, most of them do, and so it, that's why it's so important because it's foundational to the things that we learn. It's foundational to the things that a thirteen-year-old learns, so that worldview is part of who you are, and it's part of culture. And if we don't get it in the church, who is going to get it? Any other thoughts? No. Sounds good. You did great. All right, I'm going to pause and grab your sister. <laughs> All right, now I'm here with my beloved Sadie. And Sadie, how old are you these days? I am 10. Sadie is 10 years old. And have you had a good time the last couple of days? Yes, I have. <laughs> it's, been, it's been pretty exciting, hasn't it? So my question for you, Sadie, is uh, what was, I guess, some of your favorite things, uh, the most enjoyable things that you experienced either at the Creation Museum or here at the Ark Encounter? Okay, so the one for here at the Ark, I think, was the virtual reality <laughs> ride. That was really fun. We just we just talked about that with Silas. Yeah, and then for the Creation Museum, I think, was the 46 um, days. Yeah, that was Oh, the four the four D. Okay, so this was a four D theater, um, a little bit different than the virtual reality theater, um, and the seats kind of moved and shaked, and then it was out, it, you had, you actually had the three D glasses that you had to wear, um, and there was something called the six days, yeah. and it brought you all through the six days of creation. It was moving and it was powerful. I had tears in my eyes at the end uh, because it was beautiful. That was your favorite. Yes. Yes. Um, what about the food? Okay, so that was like really good. We had ice cream, we had fudge. It was kind of awesome to tell you the truth. So ice cream and fudge, how can you go wrong with that? I will say this about, about the museum and at the Ark. It is world class. It is, it is completely well done, and it was inspiring to me because I believe it's reflective of the value that, the, that Ken Ham and, and his board of directors have put into the topic. Sometimes the topic is displayed on the value that you display it. And, uh, and this has been absolutely first class the whole way from virtual reality to technology to the displays to the color to the graphics to the marketing. Uh, it is first class. And, and you don't get the feeling that this is all just about money uh, or trying to make a buck. Uh, but this is about an experience and it's about our hearts. And over and over and over again, this is true, isn't it, Sadie? They talked about our hearts and about how Jesus is the door. And Jesus is the door of the ark. And he is the one that has come to rescue us, just like in the times of Noah. It was super, super amazing. Anything else to add, Sadie? Um, I think that I just learned so much about how brilliant they were. They had, like, things that they could clean up their stalls for them. Just, like, things like that. That was really cool. It's amazing because you don't, you know, you, sometimes you read the Bible and you just kind of lose like the story within the story. We just thought, oh, they go into the ark, they come out, you know, uh, days and days later and they're bouncing around in this boat. But there is a, there is a maintenance that took place on this boat, isn't it? And so they had to, they had to take care of the, of the poop. They had to take care of the food. They had to take care of the animals. Um, they had to take care of each other. Um, they, I, they had no idea how long they were going to be on this boat, did they? And so it was a, it was a Swiss Family Robinson kind of deal where they were really having to take care of an amazing amount of things. And so I agree with you, Sadie. I thought that was, that was, it just opened our eyes. Of course, we don't know exactly what it was like, but it gave us an idea of what it could have been like. And I thought that was pretty amazing. Anything else to add? No, I don't think so. I think you did a wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you, Sadie. 
So I'm going to close with this. Um, and I'll talk more about this in many other podcasts. That worldview matters. And so if you're listening and you're like, you know what? All of that science stuff, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure what I think about dinosaurs and and arcs and children's stories. and It doesn't really matter. I've given my heart to Jesus and that's all that matters. Well, I'm telling you that the foundation of Scripture matters from beginning to the end. It matters to God because he wrote it. But Jesus also continued to quote Genesis over and over and over again because he came to actually restore the original heart of the Father. What happened in Genesis, especially in chapter 1 and 2, matters to Jesus and matters to the Father because it was his culture before sin entered. He had to send an ark to rescue mankind and the animal kind from a sick, perverse, sin-filled world. And so now here we are today on the other side of the cross with the blood of Jesus that empowers us and strengthens us and we cannot lose our foundations. All of the things that are happening in this world, all of the things that cause us to shake our head, same-sex marriage and violence and drugs and pornography and promiscuity and all the things that that we as Christians kind of go, this is a destructive behavior. Guess what? Those are symptoms. Those are symptoms. We need to understand the foundation of who we are and that we are loved sons and daughters of a most high God. This ark is a testimony of how much he loved us, that he was willing to come and he was willing to save us. So that's the message today. Thank you for listening to me here in Kentucky. We're going to head home tomorrow, hit a Twins game on the way. (laughs) So we're having fun as a family. And I just release a family blessing over you as well. If you have any questions about this podcast, about the Ark, about the Creation Museum, anything along those lines, uh, questions specifically about creation or the validity of the first uh, 11 chapters of Genesis, please write to me. Go um, pushbackculture.org, pushbackculture.org, and I'd be happy to get back to you. So until then, let's go together now to set and shape the culture. <laughs>